Hey world, what's good? We are here today with a special guest, Dan Bam Bam, right down here. Um, we normally start off each podcast episode where we tell something good that happened to us in the last week. Um, I'll go first. So I, as I'm preparing for college this next semester, I've started doing food deliveries because it pays good and it's fun, gets me out of the house. And the other day I went to a really fancy schmancy restaurant and I showed up and right as I showed up, they said, hey, we have your order on its way, like we're getting it ready. But the first time we made it, we messed it up. We forgot to look at his order. So do you want it? Because I mean, we're not gonna do anything. So I had this like exquisite, definitely way higher than my price range meal just handed to me on a silver platter. And I mean, that was really nice of them because they definitely could have taken it for themselves, but they just said, hey, you want this? I made my day. It was really nice. That's amazing. <laughs> perks. That is literally just like the best yeah. perk I, know. <laughs> I would love that, honestly. <laughs> you got to start doing deliveries to like exclusively the fancy restaurants just in case that keeps happening. Oh, if only I had a choice. I should like submit my resume and just like, hey, I know you don't do carry out, but take me. Take me, I'm yours. <laughs> take me, I'm yours. Take me, I'm yours. <laughs> Adapting to these unusual circumstances, you're now doing carry out for the fancy restaurants. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. Congratulations, Jared, on your fancy meal. Thank you. It was worth every every moment. Yes. Awesome. You would say every penny, but you didn't pay for it. So <laughs> <laughs> I was about to. Every mile of gas. There we go. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Okay, should I go next? Yeah, that'd be great. Okay. I was thinking about it. I was like, ah, oh, nothing good happened to me this week. And then I was like, oh, of course it did, obviously. So thought back, dug through my memories. I went to a drive-by bridal shower. That was fun. And at that drive-by bridal shower, they had like everybody decorate their cars. And just one person went above and beyond and had like four skeletons, like plastic skeletons. Don't worry, not real ones. She had these like skeletons hanging out of her car and the sign that said like, your single life is extinct. And that was probably the best thing. It wasn't my bridal shower. I'm not getting married, but like, I just loved that so much. I was like, that is hilarious and creative and it made me laugh. So <laughs> just these like the side of the car with the skeletons like hanging out of it is hilarious. It was going to be like, you're dying to get married or something. <laughs> like that. No, that's Provo culture. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but single life is dead. So shout out to the skeleton car girl. You know who you are. <laughs> It was epic. Legendary. So, yeah. Daniel, anything good happened to you this week? Um, yeah, actually, yes. Um, I actually got to work uh, this week with a bunch of different TikTokers. Oh, cool. Oh. Yeah, a lot of the my TikTok friends, we had them, I had them send in a video for my Not A Vibe vids. And we posted that and it was super cool. It was just cool to kind of see a lot of the TikTokers like be a part of the House of Vibes and do all this sort of stuff. So it was really funny um, just to kind of 
one, edit it together, but also have uh, a full-on gag reel where they're just like gagging or saying not a vibe. So that was really cool. I, that was just my highlight of the week. It was just so fun to kind of, <coughs> I don't know, kind of get together with other creative people and just make something cool. So yeah. yeah. Literal gag reel. I saw that video. I did too. <laughs> so you edit all your own videos? Um, actually, that video I did with my boss, Kelsey Cummings. So she works, I work with uh, Dry Bar Comedy. Mm-hmm. And because uh, I'm very like, I'm still learning Premiere a oh. lot. Like, like, I'm not as professional as her. She just started like typing with like, I don't know how she does it. She just has like shortcuts mm-hmm. out of the wazoo. And so she just literally like took all the videos and was like, boop, 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 boop. there you go. There's your video. Done. Wow. Okay. Thanks. So, yeah, I do. Usually, I do edit my own videos, um, but in that situation, she definitely helped me out because we had to get it down to a full minute. Mm. It was sitting at like a minute six, a minute seven seconds, and I didn't know what to do, and so she managed to figure it out. Cut it all down. Yeah. Exactly. Editing That's magic. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, no, I saw that video. It was a very fun collaborative collaboration. It was great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So for those of you that don't know, um, Daniel is a TikToker and he's got this amazing, a few Instagram pages, right? Yeah. Got a couple uh, going on. Yeah. Dan Bam Bam and Provo Life. Nice. I would be bold enough to say that Daniel is an Instagram influencer. Like, <laughs> brothers ever like does anything with him it is safe to say that he is an instagram influencer <laughs> which is a weird thing to say as well because i feel like i'm not <laughs> but it is kind of cool it is fun yeah to, like, i don't know have fans it's weird mm-hmm. <laughs> it's wild well i was looking you have like more than one and a half million followers on tiktok which is insane yeah, yeah. I like and like that's the crazy thing is like when I first downloaded TikTok I never thought I never thought it would reach that level for sure you know because yeah. like it was funny um when did I get back got back from my mission in like 2015 and in 2016 I made the goal I was like I want to like I want to become a comedian uh but i want to do it on social media maybe that's a good outlet you know um and so i was like oh my goal is to try and get uh a million on on a platform we'll see what happens and so i started making all these and i I look back at them and they're so cringy the videos i first started out with they are like the worst (laughs) so i started looking at them and i was like okay let's see what what i can do with this and Made a whole bunch of videos, never went anywhere. And then um, I think the only time I ever like had like viral moments was the stuff I posted on Reddit, you know? Mm-hmm. And I randomly found myself on like meme pages and I was like, yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then I downloaded TikTok thinking like, oh, this will just be, you know, another outlet to kind of see what happens. And yeah, it just started picking up like out of nowhere. I mean, obviously, earlier TikTok was a lot more like <laughs> a lot more different compared to what it is now. I used mm-hmm. to try and use sounds and like do all that sort of stuff, but I found like 
now I do a lot of just original content where I just make it up on the spot with by myself and I yeah it's cool it's crazy <laughs> and now I have people who run up to me and tell me that I'm either a vibe or you know they just come up and they're like not a vibe not a vibe. <laughs> you're like cool yeah thank you, thank you. <laughs> has anyone ever passed the vibe check yes a bunny rabbit passed the vibe check I this is the thing I feel like it's a lot of responsibility to tell someone whether they've passed the vibe check or not and so I'm like when I made that video I was like I have to find something that's like super neutral I was yeah, like, it's like not offensive. Cats and dogs, right? Like even cats and dogs, people would argue about. So I was like, what's something that like no one can really argue? <laughs> bunny rabbit. Like no one's gonna be like a bunny rabbit isn't a vibe. Like <laughs> a cute bunny. I don't know. Maybe there is. There are people who are like allergic to it, maybe. But I was just like, yeah. at least I know a bunny rabbit's not gonna cause contention or weirdness around it. So, so that's it so far. I've tried to get Lizzo to come and do a Oh, but unfortunately, she didn't respond to the. We, we tried so hard. The fans really were tagging her a lot in the video, but she actually hasn't contacted me. So <laughs> I'll try and get someone to. Eventually, I I think that's what I'm, the goal is to have a lot more people pass the vibe check. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see. Nice. It's a very um uh prestigious bestowal that you can give upon people. <laughs> here's your vibe check yeah i don't know it's it's crazy i think that's the other thing is like the fact that people like reach out to me and they're like is this a vibe can you tell me if this is a vibe (laughs) your opinion on this matter is of the utmost importance it's so funny it's like yeah i have to like decide if people like things are a vibe now and people are like yes i respect your opinion and i'm like don't don't (laughs) That was not good. That's so, a terrible yeah. idea, really. Like, please. <laughs> if you knew who I was as a person, you wouldn't want this. <laughs> yeah, it's very funny. Sorry, I have to cough. Let me just cough real quick. Uh, okay. Then you guys don't have to hear my ugly cough. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Is that what this is? <clears throat> I actually got tested. I went to the hot. I was in the hospital for a week, and. Uh, when I was going into the hospital, they had to test me for Corona and I got negative. So, hey. yeah, but maybe I caught it in the few days that I'm here now, but yeah, it was a horrible experience. Like they had, have you guys been tested yet? No. Okay. So what they do is they take these long swabs that are like, like so long. Mine were plastic though. Other people have had like cotton buds at the end. Hmm. Mine like plasticky at the end. I don't know why. And this woman just like, sticks it straight into the back of my nostril and then I just started coughing uncontrollably (laughs) you know it's like an itch you can't get and so there was that and they had to do it twice so I had to do like a because they have to do both nostrils Mm -hmm. and so I was just like suffering they were like we have to do it again and I was like wait what no (laughs) she's like okay show me your nostril and I was like I need to take a break before you do the second one because the first one has really messed me up so yeah it was it was a wild ride, but I'm negative, so that's good. Good. I'm Rona free. Miss Rona has not got me it. <laughs> Congrats. Yeah, no, I've heard about that test, and then they were offering it for free, and I was like, should I go? And I was like, I'm pretty sure I don't have it. I don't really want this stuck up my nose. I'm just going to stay clear yeah. now. <laughs> I mean, if you want to, like, check it off your bucket list and be like, yeah, I did it. I don't know. 
something to tell your kids about. Yeah, something to tell your kids. Like, I remember when I was tested for corona. I feel like that's like a grandkid thing more than like a kid thing even. It's like, mom and like, grandma, grandpa, tell me about the coronavirus. <laughs> I'm like, I, I will stop it through two swabs in the nostrils. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the great toilet paper shortage of 2020. <laughs> like, <laughs> go down. Really, though. <laughs> Okay, that was the first time I ever bought, like, wet wipes because the toilet paper was all out. And so all they had was dude wipes for a long time. So I, that was the first time I used wet wipes as a man. And I was like, this is a weird experience. Like, this is what babies do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know, flushable wipes? I just am not, I'm just, they're, they're cold. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> back. <laughs> We're back when we're babies, and we don't really want to go back there. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, can we like move up? I don't know. That's fun. <laughs> Good stuff. Hmm. So, uh, if we could just get a little more intro about you, Daniel, for our audience members who aren't familiar with TikTok, like my mom, my grandma. <laughs> so, where are you from? You. And you're here in Utah now. I met you at BYU. What were you studying? You graduated this last year. What do you plan to do with your life? That kind of thing. Um, so uh, I'm from Harare, Zimbabwe. Uh, I moved here in 2015 after my mission. And yeah, since then I've been doing social media. Um, and basically, I've just been studying communications. Uh, I first started out as an animation major, honestly. Um, I was applying to the program. And then uh, I went and did a class. And in the class, the professor was like, one of these kids asked a question. He was like, what has your career been like? And the professor of the animation class was uh, 3D animation, like intro to 3D animation. And he was like, well, I spent the first, I graduated and spent the first four years of, <laughs> the first four years of my career animating all the dust in Wally, just the like dust particles. Oh, wow. and, like, and then I spent the next four years animating all the wood breaking off of the up house in up. And he was like, and then I became a professor at BYU and now I'm here. And <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to do that. That doesn't sound, I was like, I wanted to make my own cartoons, but I was like, that doesn't sound like what I want to do. And so then I moved to advertising and I was like, no, I don't know if that's the right thing. Again, I was like in the middle of applying and then I just never applied. because I was like, this doesn't feel right. So I just started doing communications. And then while I was doing communications, um, all of the social media stuff started picking up. And then my stand-up comedy so I'm also a stand-up comedian, uh, started picking up too. So all of these things just started like happening. And I was like, oh, that's why. Oh, okay. Okay, We're, I'm supposed to be doing this stuff instead of trying to get like an animation degree or an advertising degree. So yeah, it's been fun. Uh, what were the other questions? Was there any other ones? So you graduated this last year. Are you just planning on continuing with comedy and social media? Yes. Well, I mean, I don't know. I have to decide. So the plan is right now that I'm going to go to New York. I'm going to do stand-up out there. Because I think as, as much as I want TikTok to survive, I do feel like we live in a world where this, these sort of things are fleeting. And 
you know, the next big thing will come around and TikTok will not be as relevant and the clout attached to it will not be as relevant. And so the goal is to kind of just start going and doing comedy full time as well as writing. So right now I'm writing a TV show um, with one of my friends, Adam Browd. Um, we're going to start shopping that around soon. But yeah, that's the goal is I feel like I really want to just work in comedy for the rest of my life and really just like, because like, there's so much, it's so cool to just be able to say that your job is to make people laugh, mm-hmm. you know, like you're making money off of making people happy. And that's yeah. insane. Because yeah. as someone who suffers from depression and stuff like that, like, I feel that very much in my soul, like where I'm like, I want other people not to feel the same way that I do. You know what I mean? Like, I really want to try my very best to make sure that people that go through the same stuff that I do can at least find some joy, mm-hmm. either through a video of mine or just by, like, meeting me or just, like, you know what I mean? That sort of mm-hmm. stuff really makes my heart happy. So I, that's that's a big goal and a big reason why I did it. And I know that sounds cheesy. That's like, oh, I just want to make people happy. But it's a genuine, like, sure, the money's great. <laughs> but also it's mainly about like just like being able to laugh you know that's fun yeah that was something that we were we've been discussing honestly is like the power of laughter the power of you know spreading positivity to people in whatever way you can so I think you have a really unique and interesting platform to do that right now and hopefully it can just continue to grow as you pursue your career so I think that's a very noble and worthwhile goal (laughs) Thanks. I don't know if you need my approval, but you know. <laughs> no. Well, that's the thing. Is like I, I kind of do. Yeah. No. <laughs> I need everyone's approval, right? I mean, like, that's what social media is, and that's what. I don't know. It's 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 interesting. Like, you have to fight for like people's approval, and I think that can be somewhat detrimental in a mm-hmm. lot of ways. But at the same time, it's exactly what you're looking for. You know you have to be able to kind of know what your audience is looking for in a lot of ways. Um, But you have to do it on your own terms too. Like, I think that's a big thing. It's like a lot of people, I'll admit that I've been in a lot of situations where I've kind of just been trying to pump out content that people want without really considering my own personal feelings towards that sort of stuff. And that's put me in a really dark place at times. And so I think it is important to kind of recognize, like, if anyone, I don't know who's going to listen to this, but if anyone's considering, like, anything similar, you have to always be considerate of your own personal feelings and thoughts, too. Like, you really have to consider yourself uh, and your own personal life and choices before anyone else, because it's going to hurt you in the long run if you're not creating content or doing stuff that you really love doing, you know? Absolutely. Well, and also along those lines, I was just wondering, how do you personally handle, um, I don't know, I guess some of the pressures of social media. There's a lot of comparison. Uh, people can be really awful sometimes. How do you yeah. kind of bounce back from that and just keep going? Um, so I was actually talking about this with one of my friends, um, uh, Keaton Hill. He runs Basic Provo Bro. That's oh, cool. Provo. Yeah. Provo culture. Everyone from Provo <laughs> will know what that is. Um, yeah. But we started uh, we started memeing at the kind of the same time, and we've become good friends from it since. Um, uh, where we meme Provo culture basically, and we were talking about it, and we were saying like back in the day, 
you know, we, we used to be so react reactionary to everything. We just immediately try and find, you know, if we saw a bad comment about our stuff or people were messaging us, we'd just react and be like, you are terrible. You're every, uh, this is the worst. You're the most terrible person. And, and it put us again in a dark place. And then, uh, we were laughing about it because we were like, did you ever just like become like, what was the moment that you just became numb? Because at, at a certain point, you just had to become numb to it. You just had to be like, people are going to hate. And that's, that's okay. That's their personal opinion. And in a lot of situations, it's mostly just that they want your attention. They mm -hmm. just want you to message them back or like their comment. They just want to know that you're like seeing their stuff. Yeah. Which I think is weird, right? Like it's like, like we're fighting for their approval, but they're doing the exact same sort of thing, right? Like they're, it's not necessarily approval that they're looking for. Sometimes they're just trolling to troll, but they, all they want is just a reaction from you. They just want to know that you in some way are reacting to them. And when you don't, that stuff kind of just goes away. You know, the more you, you react to things, uh, the more people are going to try and do that thing because they know that you're going to react to it. Whereas mm -hmm. if you just leave it alone, it's all fine and dandy. And that's why, that's also why I like TikTok. TikTok is very positive. Like, very, like, we love you. Oh, this is so good. Occasionally you get the occasional hater, you know. But in general, I feel like, for the most part, it's been really nice now because I feel like I have a lot of fans who really care about me and love me, will come to my defense if someone starts trying to roast me. <laughs> and I just leave it up to them, you know. Occasionally I have to address a few things where I feel like, you know, it's a little, uh, a recent example is that I made a meme during general conference mm -hmm. where uh, I, I made a joke about um, President Nelson um, being a YouTuber because it was general conference was all online. And so I did oh, this yeah. whole thing and it was like, what's up brothers and sisters? I had this, just this caption and people reacted like super bad to it. Um, and I think that's the most recent example where I felt like pressure mm. on social media. I was like, oh, like this is, this is weird that this is what they're reacting to. Like it's, <laughs> it's just a joke, but we'll see. And it was funny to see like how many people just kind of jumped on that, like the people that were like reacting badly to it, you know? So they're like, mm. it's a joke. Stop following a meme page if you're not going to like take it as a joke. <laughs> I don't know. So it was really, it was really funny like that. It's kind of cool. So yeah, I'd say if you are trying to like adapt to it, it's always just about like ignoring the hate. Like you have to just kind of learn to ignore it and understand that those people are just kind of going through something themselves. And sometimes even in those situations, I, I, I talk to them and I'm just like, tell me why, tell me why you are feeling this way, you know? Hmm. Um, because it honestly changes their whole perspective. Like if you're just like, Explain to me why you feel so negatively about this sort of stuff. And I'll tell you and they'll, at least you can make it, a, a, you know, respect an opinion, right? I think that's also kind of key. It's like, understand that people are sensitive themselves and they also, you know, their opinions matter too in some situations as well. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's really cool um, that you're able to like, shift the situation to be something that could be like destructive or like not healthy for either of you into a yeah. learning growing opportunity that's i really like that mm -hmm. so i was wondering you talked about how a lot of the um media you produce is to like 
bring laughter and help to people like or that's what you would want is people to bring you laughter and hope and in dark times so i was wondering your morning motivation videos how did those start is it like the same sort of idea like that's you or someone would just tell you to put on some flipping deodorant um no i how those started was really funny it was it is kind of that way it was it was definitely motivated by that but what i'd say is like i was just bored (laughs) so so i worked a security job um and at the security job i'd finish around 6 30 a.m we'd have to work graveyard shifts um, I'd do about 10.30 to 6.30. And I'd always catch the bus after my shift. And I was like, I need to find a way to start like making content on my way hmm. back home. Because I was like, I'm really bored. And it would just be kind of fun to film a TikTok. But I just don't know what to do. And uh, <laughs> I remember watching... There are, there are other influences like Ricky Thompson who they don't necessarily shout motivations, but they're like, we're not going to have that. Like, don't you bring that negativity into my life? Blah, 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 blah. Like kind of like being confrontational to people. And I was like, what if instead of just like telling people that they can't be negative, what if you just like tried to positively shout something at someone? <laughs> like, I was like, it would be really funny if someone just like shouted into a phone, like, you are beautiful, you're fantastic, you're amazing, blah, 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 blah. So I remember I made my first two videos um in the at the end of the summer last year mm-hmm. um i was and there was like broad like it was i don't know the sun comes up really early <laughs> so like you know it kind of looked like i was just on my trip back home you know um and they don't think they were that great i was like uh they're fine and then i remember it was the start of full semester i had filmed um it was really funny. I had filmed a video on my way back from work and it was pitch black because of uh, winter coming in, I guess. It had, you know, daylight savings. I don't know how Americans' time works, but yeah, it was pitch black outside. So it looked like it was in the middle of the night and people loved that. They were like, wow, this guy's just shouting in the middle of the night. <laughs> Motivations. And, uh, and genuinely it was when people were waking up in the morning but I was also kind of like well I'm far enough away from where people are like you know high density it's up by the MTC if you know where that is there's not a lot of people living up there so I was like I don't think I'm disturbing anyone by shouting at you know these buildings um and I remember I, I recorded it and I did the gagging for the first time too where I was like you're really gonna do this and I was like Ugh! and from that point, out of nowhere, I felt like, yeah, this is funny, but I don't think it'll go anywhere. And I remember I posted it, put it up on my Instagram, went to sleep, and I woke up, and it was everywhere. Like, tons of people tagging me in their stories. I think it was Piper, I forget her name, Piper America. She's like a supermodel or something like that. She had posted it. Everyone was sharing it, and everyone was like, "This is hilarious! You're so funny!" Whoa. and I was like, "What?" <laughs> like, <laughs> it was just kind of wild, and uh, and yeah, man, like it was just it was kind of insane to kind of see 
it, it, I think it's, it's a formula that works no matter what. It's, it's the, the idea that the things that you try the most at in terms of like video creation are the mm -hmm. ones that aren't gonna go viral and the ones yeah. that you don't even think about are the ones that like always go viral. That happened with the House of Vibes, that happened with the Merry Mother, that happened with uh, the motivation videos. All of my like video serieses, the ones that I've made like series out of, all just started as like, a, uh, it's not my regular content, but I'll just do it to see if it's funny or not. You know, for mm -hmm. my, again, creating video content for yourself as well, right? And then it started changing. What was cool about the motivation videos was that it started changing from like, I'm just going to make motivation videos for people and being like, what would I say to myself though? You know, like, what would I tell myself today? So I did like body positivity and like, you need to get the energy. You need to start taking your pills. I was like, what do I need to hear though? And I was like, okay, I need to hear that I need to put on some flipping deodorant. I need to hear that I need to take a shower. Yep. I need to hear that I am doing the most. And so that's when all those stuff started getting added. And I think that was just something that was added into all the videos anyway. Mm -hmm. Sorry, my brother and my sister, or future sister, I just walked in. Say hi, guys. Hey. Hi. Hey. Hi. Hey. Hi. Hey. Hi. 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 But yeah, that was like the whole benefit of it. It was just like, wow, I really want to be able to kind of, again, create a video for myself or help people that are going through the same things I'm going through right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's been kind of cool. I just filmed one for Cosmopolitan Magazine. So we'll see when that gets posted. Um, but yeah, it was, it's cool to kind of, out of nowhere, have this like, I don't know, be known as the positivity vibe guy. <laughs> That's funny. I just think, I think it's funny and it's kind of ironic that everyone's like, <laughs> they're like, who should I get motivational speeches from? This fat guy living in Provo. <laughs> he knows what he's talking about. Hey, who <laughs> else, right? <laughs> it's so well. fun. It's like, it's really cool to kind of see. So. Mm. Well, I think they're so successful because they, they resonate with people, you know? It's something that, like you said, that you need to hear and something that I think a lot of people need to hear as well. So, yeah, it's exciting. All right, let's see. We had a couple other questions for you, if you're still good. We got... Yes. We're going to get deep here. I like this question a lot. Um, what do you think makes a successful person? And is this any different than a good person? We're going to get very philosophical. <laughs> Ooh, a successful person versus a good person. I'd say that your, your success should determine... I don't know. I guess, like, how I see it is, like, a good person would use their success to be able to influence more good in the mm -hmm. world, if that makes sense. Yeah, I don't think I think innately we're all technically good people, um, and we all want to do good. But I think that the more success you have, the more opportunity you have to do good, hmm. right? Like, I think that at the end of the day, you can be successful no matter what. But it what really determines whether you're a good person is how you use that success. And so, like, I've seen like a lot of bad people be successful. And I've doubted myself and been like, maybe I should be like them. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't, I should just stop caring about people. Maybe I should just, you know, 
just stop caring about people, try to be as successful as you can. And there are people who are like that, who just mm -hmm. genuinely don't care. They have a lot of success. They have a lot of, and that's the other thing. How do you define success? True. Right? Is a lot of money, is a lot of fame, is a, you know, these sort of things. But I think a lot of the people that I've, I've looked up to are the people that are successful and don't really care about those, those attributes, you know, how much wealth they have. Um, my family hates that I am like a Bernie Sanders fan. Um, <laughs> they really don't like that. <laughs> but at, at the end of the day, the only reason why I liked him is because, you know, it, it, you know, whether he's the right person or not for it, I look at stuff like socialism and these sort of things as just saying like, how can I help the world? If I have excess money, I don't need that excess money, you know? The, I can be happy with, a, again, a couple million in the bank, I'm set. I'm like, okay, that's fine. The rest of it, I don't wanna do it. Just, I think that's also just growing up in Africa. Like, mm -hmm. I, I, we used to watch our dad just give away tons of money to people. And he used to respect it so much because he'd always be trying to help people succeed. He'd try and like, like people would come to them and be, be like, hey, we're going through a really hard time with our business and we just don't know what to do. We don't know what to sell. My dad would like buy out their store. It's like, okay, um, what do you offer? What service do you offer? And they're like, uh, we have like electronics. And he's like, cool, I'll buy like 10 to 20 of your electronics. And they're like, okay, great. And so our dad like fitted out all the like the kitchen, the TV room, everything like that. And then what ended up happening was that my dad, um, I don't know if you guys know a lot about Zimbabwean politics, but we had a dictatorship. And so our dad had a whole mess of things happen. I won't go into the details, but um, he ended up losing a lot of money. And it was kind of a scary moment in our life because we went from, our dad had like a couple years of success where he was very wealthy and very successful giving away money. And suddenly that got taken away and we had to watch as, you know, as kids, just watching our dad kind of have to deal with this like huge stress. But what was really cool was that those same people that my dad helped tried to help our dad too. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say that it was necessarily like a, as big of an influence, but like they all remembered it, you know? They were like, you really helped us. You really saved us in a bad moment and we really want to help you out as best we can, you know? And I think that's something that I, I will personally hold on to is like you give, like you receive what you give, right? Mm -hmm. Karma or whatever you want to call it. If you're going to be successful, you need to remember where, one, where you came from, but two, also be able to willing, oh, like willing to pay it forward. Because mm -hmm. you wouldn't be as, I rem like a, a good example as well, again, my dad had a hip or two hip replacements. This hmm. I didn't have the money, our family didn't have the money. And we were trying to figure it out without asking people. We were like, okay, there's six of us siblings. Let's try and figure out if we can fundraise uh, enough money for our dad's hip replacements. Mm -hmm. They can't afford it, they're poor. And um, I, I went online and I posted it on my story and on my TikTok. I just posted this video. My sister told me, she was like, you just need to put it on your social media, like see if anyone can help us. And I was like, I don't want to do that. That feels bad. Like that feels weird, but I'll try. So I did. And because of the motivational videos, we got, I think we fundraised like $20,000 for our dad's hip surgeries. Mm -hmm. And that's, he just had that done. He's healing now. He's like, 
yeah, you can't sit properly in front of such a but that's the thing is like everyone and everyone in the comments was like, thank you for your motivational videos. You don't know how much they helped me. That's a good example of like, I look, I don't have a lot of success, but as long as I'm spreading a message of joy and happiness, I will get back something in return. You know, it isn't actual monetary wealth. It's just that like people will help me out. You know, they understand my struggles. They understand where I'm coming from because I'm trying to understand their struggles and where they're coming from. You know, listening to my audience, trying to understand what their issues are so I can speak to them and say like, hey, you're okay. It doesn't matter if you're a little bit bigger. It doesn't matter if, if you've got like, I don't know, the one girl, she had me make a motivational video about her eating disorder. She was like, I just need one to kind of help me to know like what to do with my life. And I had to make one that was very personal. And I was like that. It, it helps, you know, at the end of the day, it helps. And so, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just rambling because, like, I really feel passionately about it. But yeah. at the end of the day, I just think that if you're trying to be a good person, use your success to create more good. Mm-hmm. That's the important part about it, you know, because then you will get good back. And that's what I care about. So, Excellent. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. That was- fantastic <laughs> yeah going off like being a good person and having good breed good if you could give any advice to the world in general to like help make everybody better people what would you say um some advice that my sister gives me a lot is uh take it some time out of your day to really stop thinking about yourself mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and that sounds weird, but, um, I really have to like stop every single day, you know, just for 10 minutes and, and analyze my friend group and people that I know and care about and say like, what do they need to hear? Does, does someone need to hear like, and I love you today? You know, does someone need some extra help with paying for some groceries? Does someone just need like, you know, my, my love language is gifts. I give a lot of gifts. That's my thing. It's like, I'm like, okay, let's just give some stuff away, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I feel like at the end of the day, if you want to like create more good, it's just about like thinking outwardly for a moment, you know? Yeah. You don't have to really think about yourself. You really like, and that's something that I've learned about TikTok. When I'm thinking about myself, I'm not as successful on my social medias. Um, the times where I'm the most successful, the ones where I'm like, I'm out really trying to create a message about something. Obviously it's comedic every single time, but I'm like, what, what message do people need? Like what kind of message do I need to create today about this sort of thing? You know, and like the vibe check videos, like vibe check, like racist people and like, (laughs) like that, because that's an important part about it. Right. It's like, how can I stop? people from thinking negatively or use that influence differently so yeah that's how i feel awesome yeah thank you we're, we're constantly talking about how it just takes one person to make a big difference and that's right in line with what we believe as well that if it just starts with one moment of you thinking outside yourself it, it yeah. can really make a big difference so yeah. awesome thank you i heard it here first from the house of vibe 
You're a vibe. Yes! <laughs> I just had my fingers crossed. Like, before we started this, I was like, I hope he thinks we're a vibe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This podcast is a vibe. <laughs> Instant fame. Famosity. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. <laughs> So real quick to end out our show, Kelsey and I wanted to share some positive news going on around the world, just to like remind people that good things are happening always. Mm -hmm. Um, So one that I wanted to share um, comes from Texas, the colony. Um, And this man, Marco's Pizza Shop, um, it got stood up and robbed by a person who obviously felt in need and instead of like I don't know keeping it quiet or like being angry the owner reached out and he said hey if anyone is struggling to feed your family I want you to come to me Um, my services are open to you just come and talk with me personally and I'll see what I can do to help you and your family and I thought that was really cool like instead of um, focusing on what he lacked he focused on what he had to give which real example to all of us. Yeah, it's a great story. Um, Yeah, I've got one that I thought was really interesting as well. So in Massachusetts, there was a flower shop that was being forced to close down because of coronavirus. And so a mystery man just came in and bought all of the flowers and just started distributing them to people. That really reminded me, Daniel, of what you were saying with your dad, like he just came in and bought out the flower shop, you know? And um, I don't know, just a fun example of, I I love flowers. Who doesn't love flowers, right? (laughs) So he's just going in and spreading those around and finding a way to help this local business. So I really liked that one. Yeah, there's good stuff happening. (laughs) Yeah, that's it for our show today. Daniel, thank you so much for coming with us. It's been a pleasure to spend some time with you. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you. It was so nice to meet you and hear all of your thoughts. And I learned a lot from you. So thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, this is so fun. You're a vibe. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you all so much. And we hope to hear from our fans. And we'll see you soon with our next episode. All right. Bye. (laughs) Bye. We're alive. <laughs>